Hola, yo soy Caro. Yo soy Mari. Sorry, I was drinking service. <laughs> Bienvenidos, welcome a Cafecito con Crimen, la versión paranormal. <laughs> ¿Qué vamos a hacer hoy? Es, en primer lugar, no vayan a ver Hunted Latinoamérica en la noche, porque las primeras dos episodios, súper miedosos. El primer episodio es de la Ciudad de México, o creo que es la Ciudad de México. Y el segundo episodio es de Bogotá, la muñeca de Bogotá. Y, y no la pude terminar porque me dio miedo. Casi me cago. Watch it outside. En, el, en, en the sun. En las nueve de la mañana, en plena luz del día. Tocando música de Disney en el fondo. Ok, entonces el episodio de hoy, vamos a leer un, los cuentos, bueno... Yo voy a leer mi cuento en inglés y en español. Mari se puso un poco perezosa y solamente lo va a hacer el de ella en inglés. Pero voy a, si puedo traducir de vez en cuando lo haré. El cuento mío es, se llama el, el payaso zombie. La primera vez que yo escuché este cuento, estábamos, mi, mi esposo estaba manejando y cada vez que él maneja, yo me quedo dormida en el carro. Parezco... Oh, me too. ¿Cómo es que? What do you, how do you say it in Spanish? Narcoleptic? No. Bueno, me quedo well, fundida. Ya, yeah. yeah, me I, quedo fundida en el carro. Yeah, in English, it's narcolepsy. Okay. Narco I, carcolepsy. That's carcolepsy. What I call it. I call okay. It Epilepsia del carro cuando uno se queda dormido. <laughs> Entonces, estábamos escuchando la emisora de NPR que los fines de semana en octubre tocan por dos horas episodios donde hablan de cuentos paranormales y supuestamente son reales. Entonces, yo estaba fundida, pero empezó este cuento y era, lo estaba narrando el tipo. Se llama Oscar Mendoza. Y si tú lo buscas por Amazon, él publicó dos libros donde habla de varios de cuentos paranormales de su familia, de varias cosas que le pasaron a ellos en México. Entonces, el cuento que me asustó a mí mucho se llama Del payaso zombie, y es así. La familia de Oscar Mendoza tomaba sus vacaciones anuales con, la, con el resto de su familia en San Felipe. La familia de ellos vivían en una zona donde no había electricidad. A los muchachos no les gustaba ir porque lo único que había para disfrutar en esa época era la feria del pueblo. Otra de las razones por lo cual no les gustaba visitar es porque el viaje en auto era siempre de 19 horas. Ese año llegaron como a las 3 de la mañana, llegaron a comer a un puesto de tacos y de ahí los siguió un perro. La casa de San Felipe estaba ubicada en la calle principal donde empezaron, empezaban los desfiles de la feria. Todo el vecindario salía a ver el mitote de, y de repente Oscar y su hermano escucharon un camión que estaba lleno de payasos tocando música a alto volumen. Ay, no, no, no. Ok, uh, me dio escalofrío. Ok, los payasos, ¿te imaginas un camión lleno de payasos? Uh, ok, los payasos estaban haciendo maromas y cosas para entretener al gentío. Al momento se escuchó una explosión que obviamente asustó a todo mundo. Los muchachos alcanzaron a ver varios cuerpos del camión que salieron volando por la explosión. Lo que los impactó... <laughs> Imagine the circus. <laughs> Balloons. And <laughs> Vas a ver lo que va a pasar. Lo que los impactó es que escucharon el impacto del cuerpo de uno de los payasos cuando cayó al cemento. <laughs> Stop. El hermano de Oscar pensó que era parte del acto y se empezó a burlar del payaso que había caído cerca de ellos. Sí, oh my gosh. Persígnate. 
El hermano de Oscar no era alguien que se asustaba tan fácil. De un momento a otro, el hermano dejó de reírse y Oscar vio la palidez de la cara de su hermano. La cara del payaso estaba frente a ellos y tenía una expresión miedosa, como una risa diabólica que los estaba viendo. <risa> el hermano se orinó en los pantalones. Parece ser que un camión había perdido el control y se estrelló contra la camioneta que llevaba a los payasos. La gente quedó traumada porque los cuerpos quedaron por la, toda la calle. <risa> Mientras ellos veían a los policías a limpiar la zona, Oscar pensó que varias veces que no deberían haberse reído de los payasos al momento del impacto. Mari. Durante la cena, todo el mundo permaneció muy silencioso. Ellos pensaron que si no hablaban de eso, nunca pasó. Esa noche, Oscar, su hermano y la prima durmieron en la misma casa, como vamos a hacer esta noche. <ríe> la prima tenía 15 años y ellos siempre la consideraron como un ángel de la guarda. A, a las 3 de la mañana, el hermano despertó sudando y le dijo a Oscar que lo acompañara a la cocina por un poco de agua. La cocina quedaba junto a la puerta del cuarto del abuelo. Prima, la prima también fue con ellos. Mientras la prima les detuvo, ok, mientras las, la prima les detuvo la puerta, inmediatamente entraron, ellos lo vieron allí, sentado con un traje gris y una máscara de payaso. La cabeza la tenía calva arriba y el pelo a los lados. Él estaba sentado con la mirada hacia la pared. Su rostro estaba opaco. Es allí cuando Oscar lo recordó y supo que ese era el payaso de la masacre. A unos momentos de abrir la puerta de la cocina, el payaso, el payaso dio la vuelta. Ellos azotaron la puerta. El payaso venía con una fuerza que al impactar la, la puerta, pensaron ellos que la iba a tumbar. Cada vez que el payaso empujaba la puerta, ellos podían ver el rostro. Finalmente el payaso empezó a hablar. Les decía, déjenme entrar. No sean malos, solo quiero hablar con ustedes y jugar también. En una de las veces que el payaso pudo empujar la puerta, el brazo alcanzó a agarrar el pelo de la prima. Su mano tenía un guante blanco lleno de sangre. Estaban tan asustados y empezaron a gritar, abuelo, abuelo. Inmediatamente el abuelo abrió la puerta de su cuarto y el perro salió disparado. El perro corrió hacia la cocina, comenzó a gruñir y ladrar. Escucharon que el perro estaba lloriqueando. He started whimpering. Soltó un gemido y después de un fuerte golpe no se escuchó más del perro. Ajá. <risa> más o menos así. <risa> el abuelo salió con una arma y preguntó, ¿quién anda allí? El payaso corrió hacia las escaleras, subió <risa> y escuchamos cuando saltó del techo. A los pocos segundos oímos cuando saltó al pavimento. Ellos pensaron que el payaso se había matado. Salieron y aunque buscaron por todas partes, no había rastros de sangre y parece ser que había desaparecido. Regresaron a la cocina y fueron a buscar el perro. El perro estaba sin vida. Eso siempre quedó en la mente de Oscar y lo traumó. Aunque acababan de conocer al perro, esa mascota fue, murió defendiéndolos. El abuelo lo envolvió en una toalla, lo puso en su camioneta y se fue. Por la mañana llegó la policía y empezaron a investigar la cena. Lo único que quedó fue un cieno negro, black ooze, que olía horrible por toda parte. 
La policía les dijo a, a, a la familia que mandaran a llamar a un sacerdote para bendecir a la casa. Lo que estuvo adentro tuvo que ser un acto del diablo. Después de eso, nunca se volvieron a quedar en esa casa. Hasta el día de hoy, ellos cuentan ese incidente y nadie les, nadie les cree. La abuelita de ellos decían que dejaran de hablar de ese monstruo porque entre más hablan, más permitirán que regrese a este mundo. Y esto lo escuché. Y sí, si te metes a, a un podcast que se llama Spooked, es el episodio que se llama Knock Knock. Y habla Oscar Mendoza en sus propias palabras de este cuento. Y, I know. Uh, uh. I'm going to read mine in Spanish. Okay. Mari. Kidding, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to read mine in the dark. Oh, my God, no. Yes, it's on my phone, so I'm going to read it in the dark. Okay. I might use the rest Ok, so ahora Mari va a hacer sus cuentos en inglés, apagó las luces para que nos dé más miedo, o yo no voy a poder dormir esta noche. So, ok Mari, go. My daughter is scared of thunderstorms, so when I felt a tug at the bed cover, I told her to climb into bed with me. Something was wrong when I heard her come into the room a few minutes later and asked, Mommy, why is my doll on your bed? Okay, they said this is in Paradise Cemetery on Florence, and supposedly it's no longer haunted. Good to know. In Santa Fe Springs. Yeah. Don't believe you scared me. Did scare me? I was watch. I was thinking about Haunted Latino America with the fucking doll. I haven't seen any. Now I have to watch it. It's super scary. You should read. You should. You should like write some of it down so you can tell it on here. Okay. We'll we'll do a spoiler alert next time. New owners took over about ten years ago. The cemetery. It's called Paradise. It was found. Out that they were stacking bodies on top of other bodies to save space for profit. It was on the news, and I'm sure you can research and find something about it online. But wait, don't they already do that at other cemeteries? Like, you, like, have one on top of the other? Yeah, but that's, like, families. This was just, like, random people. Let's just top they them They did that to my aunt in a cemetery in Anaheim. They, like, moved her place where we buried her. Isn't where we found her when we went back, like, 10 years later. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if this is legal. Yeah. But that, I I've heard them do that. But like, I think they did it to like bodies that were like from the 1800s, probably oh. or so, and then no one's visiting because probably no family is left. That's true. And so they just been piling them up. Oh. Like reusing the plot and getting money for it every time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that doesn't seem like good business practice. No. Oh, and then worse, they were selling body parts also. What do you mean? To like science. Oh. Without the family's permission. Do you remember Mr. Sowers used to have a body like fetuses in jars? Yeah. That was weird. That was kind of interesting. I'm sure people donated it to science. Allegedly. Well, ho hopefully it was like the person. He's on. No, I picked it up right here, <laughs> right next to the football field, the track and field at Santa Fe. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, it's allegedly. Okay. <laughs> Restless souls at the time, for sure. When I was young, about 10, my older brother's baseball team took a shortcut through there and saw something strange. He looked different. 
after that scare. I can't remember what he saw, a figure walking alongside of him or something like that. It is now peaceful at night. People buried properly with respect. I am now, and this person said, I am now 48 and still go by there often because I live nearby. I will never forget that night, October 1981. And then they just say, like, my name is Richard Danger. And I'm just like, yeah, I won't give my last name. Goodbye. So I was like, so you nicknamed yourself Danger? Danger. (laughs) Because you walk by the cemetery? Oh, like the person was like, ooh, I'm I'm a rebel. Like, I went by a cemetery. Yeah. Okay. And then this is also in Santa Fe Springs at the post office. This lady said, my husband and I went to the Santa Fe Springs post office on Telegraph two weeks ago. And we were in... In there on Saturday late afternoon dropping off a bill. And first I heard a person say, hello. Hello. (laughs) In my ear. And my husband says out loud, did you just hear a voice say hello in your ear? It was weird. I heard it too. And we went back this past weekend to drop off some mail. And right when we were walking in the door, there is a door. There is a door. A big heavy door is. Wait, what? (laughs) Oh, it's a big, heavy door. It's a door for employees of the post office to go in. And to remind you, it's a heavy door. The door handle shook like someone was moving it and walking out first. And I I started walking out first. My husband and I thought it may be the breeze when we walked in, but the two doors are so heavy, like, there's no breeze can do that. You're talking about the one right by the aquatic center? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was closed, and there's no breeze, and it was really heavy. We never made it in there. I didn't want to go in because I got scared, and my husband said I screamed. So so we never send out the mail. I don't think I'll go there ever again. She and screamed that like was submitted. I just screamed like seven minutes ago. Yeah, that was <laughs> submitted by Chris. Wow. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories. Like, we'll have to do another episode because I have a couple stories of where my mom lives, her house. That's kind of creepy if you walk in and you hear someone go, hello. Like, right by your ear, and then someone else hears it, too, and you're just like, there's no one around us. That's true. Uh, I mean, I don't think I'd be freaked out in the daytime. Someone who died in the pool next door. Mm. There's stories about that pool. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, well, I have some friends that grew up in the area, like friends, that, like friends our age, yeah. but their parents grew up in the Springs. Yeah. yeah, if you guys have any stories of those people that grew up in the area, like email them to us yeah. and we'll read them. If you don't want us to say your name, we won't. Uh, si quieren mandar cuentos de personas que hayan crecido en la ciudad de Santa Fe Springs or Whittier o cualquier área, mándelas por correo electrónico. Si quieren permanecer, uh, permanecer anónimos, déjenos saber. It's at cafecitoconcrimen at gmail.com. Cafecitoconcrimen arroba gmail.com. Now I'm going to read my story in English. Um, so Oscar's Mendoza family took their annual vacation with the family to San Felipe. Their family lived in an area where there was hardly any electricity. The boys didn't really like to go because they, the only thing that they enjoyed there was the town fair. Another reason is that there was a car ride that was about 19 hours long. That year they arrived about 3 a.m. They stopped by a taco stand, ate, and a dog followed them back to their family's home. The home was located on a main street where the parades for the local fair began. The whole neighborhood came out to see the what was going on. Suddenly, Oscar brother and the cousin heard a truck full of clowns playing loud music. The clowns were doing tricks and things to entertain the crowd. At the moment, an explosion was heard that obviously scared everyone. The boys caught a glimpse of several bodies from the clown truck flying in the sky. 
Well, yeah, that's the only place you would fly. Um, what shocked them is that they heard the impact of the body of one of the clowns when it fell and hit the concrete. <laughs> Oscar's bro brother thought it was part of the act and was making fun of the clown who had fallen near them. Oscar's brother was not someone who freaked out so easily. Suddenly, the brother stopped laughing and Oscar saw how pale his brother's face was. The clown's face was in front of them and had a fearful expression like a devilish laugh. The brother pissed his pants. It appears that a truck had lost control and crashed into the van carrying the clowns. People were traumatized because the bodies and parts were left all over the street. As they watched a policeman clean up the area, Oscar thought several times that they shouldn't have laughed at the clowns upon impact. During dinner, everybody was quiet. They thought that if they didn't talk about it, it never happened. Oscar, his brother, and his cousin slept in the same bed that night. The cousin was about 15 years old, and they always considered her like a guardian angel. At 3 a.m., the brother woke up sweating and told Oscar to accompany him to the kitchen for some water. The kitchen was next to the door to the grandfather's room. The cousin also went with them. As the cousin stopped the door for them, they immediately entered and they saw him sitting there in a gray suit and a clown mask. The head was bald on top and the hair on the sides. He was sitting with his gaze towards the wall. His face was dull. It is there when Oscar remembered that it was the clown of the massacre, the one they had laughed about. Within moments of opening the kitchen door, the clown turned around. They slammed the door. The clown came with such a force when it hit her that they thought it was going to knock them down. Every time the clown pushed open the door, they could see his face. Finally, the clown began to speak. Let me in. Don't be mean. I just want to talk and play with you. In one of the times... In one of those times, the clown op was able to push the door open and his arm, reached, his arm reached over to grab the cousin's hair. His hand was, had a white glove and was full of blood. They were so scared and they started screaming, Grandpa, Grandpa. Immediately, the grandpa opened the door of his room and the dog followed him through the door. It ran into the kitchen. Kitchen started growling and barking. They heard that the dog was whimpering and after one more whimper and a loud bang, the dog was no longer heard. Grandpa came out with the gun and asked, who's there? The clown ran upstairs, climbed up, and was heard when he jumped off the roof. Within seconds, it hit the pavement. They thought the clown had killed himself. They went out, and although they searched everywhere, there was no trace of blood, and it seems that it had disappeared. They returned to the kitchen and went to find the dog. The dog was lifeless. That always stayed in Oscar's mind, and he traumatized him. Although they had just met the dog, this pet died defending him. Grandpa wrapped him in a towel and put him in the truck and left. In the morning, the police arrived and began to investigate the scene. All that was left was a black slime ooze that smelled horrible. The police told the family that they should send for a priest to bless the house. What, in, what had happened inside was an act of the devil. After that, they never stayed in that house again. To this day, they tell about the accident or incident, and nobody believes them. Their grandmother said to stop talking about the monster because the more they talk, the more they will allow it to return to this world. And um, if you guys are interested in hearing this straight from Oscar Mendoza's word, um, mouth, sorry, you can listen to a podcast called Spooked, and it's the episode called Knock Knock. And there's also, I think he also wrote a book, a couple of books about his Mexican paranormal stories and it's available on Amazon so yeah I mean the way he tells it and the way they narrate the stories it just gives you goosebumps but 
I don't know. I think like I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because my Maddie scared the shit out of me earlier. <laughs> oh yeah, my story you can find it on ghostsofamerica.com. And yeah, I mean that's it for our paranormal episode. And remember, anden con las pilas puestas y cuidado con el viejo o los payasos del costal. <laughs> oh, honk honk. <laughs> Bye. Bye.